0: Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Daft and is scheduled for one hour. (laughs) We're
1: coming now. Welcome to Wrestling Daft and it's Wrestling Daft the in your house or in our house uh, as it would go. Uh, I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft and I'm currently wearing my brand new Cesaro Wrestling Purist t-shirt and sporting a pair of Star Wars leisure pants. Uh, and if a child does run in during the broadcast i apologize because we're all in our house this week in front of me i can see a man sitting there who's bigger than the queues to get into tesco at 930 a.m it's alex
2: good afternoon sean how are we
1: very well so good to hear your voice
2: um I've just- i like the way you're lying to the audience and telling them that you're actually wearing trousers because i'm definitely fucking not
1: <laughs>
2: and uh, what what are you what t-shirt are you sporting today alex i have my ultimo dragon gym t-shirt on that i picked up in japan because i'm a filthy filthy mark who goes to the filthy filthy marky wrestling
1: of course you are um and what can we expect any distractions from your end i expect children to run in the room at some point what about you
2: uh, so far, you may get an ass of a cat on the webcam screen, as she seems to be quite good at hearing webcams and just deciding to appear and walk all over the keyboard, but so far I don't think she's in the room, so we should be okay. That ain't fine. I know half
1: you would have heard in the background there is a man who drops wrestlers' names more than our truth drops the 24-7 title. It's Scotland's premier wrestling journal, Gary Cassidy.
3: Thank you. How's it going?
1: Very well, my friend. Very well. And and who are you wearing today, Gary?
3: Well, I actually just got a Wolfgang T-shirt through in the post, but I'm saving that for slightly better times. Um, so I'm wearing an Ilya Dragunov T-shirt today.
1: Beautiful. That you two are marking out. I mean, I've got Mr. Cesaro. <laughs> I've I went for the basic, you know, WWE Euro shop. You two have to just go that one bit more, don't you?
2: <laughs> we appreciate the finer things, John.
1: Yeah, you bloody bunch of marks, you. Uh, So so we're on lockdown like everyone else, but like everyone else, we're determined to keep the content going and keep wrestling daft coming to your ears. So we're not in the studio. um, And like you guys, we're all a bit bored out of our tits, aren't we? So definitely. basically, I can't speak about the current booking of Daniel Bryan to my wife. So I basically need to chat to you two every
2: week to get it off my chest. So here we are. Since there is all this extra time, surely that's more time to watch wrestling. So personally, I've discovered um, Vice's new documentary series this week called Dark Side of the Ring, and they're, so they've are they just started season two, and so season two, episode one, has been on Crispin
0: Wah. Ooh. he's
2: portrayed by a clickbait here, former WWE
3: superstar. The, the guy from the Cruiserweight Classic, Tyson Dox, Tyson Do, I don't know how you pronounce it. But he uh-huh. and, it,
2: yeah. Uh, and it's it's, it uh, yeah,
3: yeah, it was in round one of the the cruiserweight classic, and then get put out.
2: Well, they've they've been they've approached it very well so far. So they've mainly part one's been all about like up until the incident. Let's call it for lack of a better <laughs> right. word. But it's they've had like Vicky Guerrero on it. They've had Chris Jericho on it. They've had Chavo Guerrero on it because obviously Chris and Eddie were really close. So it's it's quite it's been quite good to hear kind of a career retrospective of them without everyone mentioning the incident
1: yeah so there's loads of wrestling out there if you've got the network obviously in these times of lockdown which does sound like it, is a, it was a pay-per-view lockdown wasn't it
2: it's a TNA one yeah yep. yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> so it does sound like an absolute pay-per-view so in these times of lockdown why not just get stuck into the network and you can discover loads of new stuff out there
3: and it's uh, free right now as well they've put a free tier in for the network in the past 24 hours so they've had a load of Wrestlemania's and stuff yeah yeah so oh, I decent. think the obvious, the, the obvious free month that everyone gets anyway they've actually got a free tier now which is pretty cool
1: well you can of get Mincer or bog roll but you can get free wrestling here at WW thank you sir Vince getting back onto the coronavirus before moving on a big thanks to everyone who got involved last week you remember boys how we were asking for what wrestler's theme tune do you wash your hands to yep uh, lots of people getting involved thanks for everyone that got involved Chris Grants went for Judas from Jericho obviously
3: I'll just listen to that any time. Any excuse to listen
1: to that song is good for me. Most of them have done, you know, these diagrams that you see as well with the washing hands and have done the actual lyrics along to the washing hands thing. <laughs> uh, so I love this. Uh, Hazy's went for I'm an Ass Man from Billy Gunn. Albie's went for the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, another winger has went for the de- theme, Demolition Theme. Oh, it's a cracker, that one. <laughs> Our man, Div Grimison, who obviously music extraordinaire, and we should really listen to what he's going for. The Lex Express I'll Be Your Hero. <laughs> uh, and Pablo Volt Horror is agreed with you, Alex, right to censor or Shawn Michaels' sexy boy but replacing the word sexy with clean.
2: See, surely it should be dirty boy. I think dirty boy's <laughs> a bit more ring to it than
1: clean boy. Uh, So thanks very much for everyone that get involved. But before we get on to the rest of the show, Let's talk a wee bit more about Mania. Um, obviously since we last spoke on this show, it ha- we were all speculating it was going to be at Madison Square Gardens, um, potentially a rumour, but that looks like that's a lot of rubbish now and it looks like we're charging on with two nights at the Performance Centre. Thoughts?
3: Not just the Performance Centre. Um, so I, I got a wee, um, after it was confirmed there's been two days, I got a little message and my weirdly, Twitter DM um, from a WWE spokesperson to say it would be emanating from multiple locations, but they would not say any more than that. Um, I think we can take for last night's Raw that there's going to be a match outside of the Performance Centre from AJ Styles and Undertaker, but there's also a lot of rumours that Charlotte Flair and uh, Rhea Ripley is going to take place for an empty full sale and also that uh, Cena and Wyatt are going to have a a gimmick match as well.
1: Absolutely. We'll get into that later on the news, but what do you reckon about two days of Wrestlemania Alex?
2: I I think so far the way they've been splitting the card looks pretty good I I think I texted you all when I saw what they would put in for night one and night two and so far everything I want to see is on night one which I don't know if that's (laughs) a good or a bad thing apart from Edge Orton which hasn't been confirmed yet the night one card looks so much better because you've got your Drew match on you you've got the Ripley Charlotte match on there but, you know, I'm all for it. If they want to go and do these pre-tape segments, people have been moaning about them, but I think it'll make for a better show. And for the Undertaker-AJ match especially, you can just edit the hell out of it and make Taker look amazing. <laughs> Gary, what are you thinking?
3: Yeah, I think it's the same thing. My one hope is, you know, obviously there's minimal chance of it leaking anyway since it has a closed set. But I'd quite like it if they recorded alternate endings to each of them, not least because in a yeah. couple of years for the WWE Network, it would make some pretty cool documentaries. Um, but no, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. the one thing. I think um, I think you said it last week, John, where it's like they probably shouldn't add any more matches. They've kind of went and uh,
1: <laughs> added yeah.
3: a load more matches, so it, so we'll see how, how much it gets stale or not. But I'm excited. <laughs>
1: Again, we'll get into that in the news, loads to talk about on WrestleMania, we'll get into that in the news later on, but on the show also today we'll be looking back at the weekend wrestling, we'll be budding and putting over stuff from all the shows this week and we're going to welcome one of our fellow marks on the show. Gary, you'll have all that news that we're going to talk about, so much to talk about from the business at the moment. We're going to take a trip to Fantasy Booking Island and Gary, you're on the boat this week, What what are you thinking?
3: Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing a long-term booking for uh, Mr. Drew McIntyre, starting off with uh, with him not winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. So we'll see how
1: many people absolutely hate me after that.
2: Whoa, ho, 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 ho. I love a bit of controversy and fantasy book in Fantasy Booking Island Listen, we want to
1: retain listeners here Gary Castle Last <laughs> week you went a tirade against the fans And now you're about to do one on Drew Jesus uh, One of the most promising wrestlers in the UK A Mr Leighton Buzzard will be on the 10 count And tell us all about his favourite things in wrestling
0: I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest
1: on something on wrestling and uh, up this week to the mic, it's Mr. Alex
2: McRoberts. Okay, so this week, guys, I want to talk a little bit about WWE's championship belt situation. All right, so there's 18 champions, five of them are tag. So that means there's 23 champions on a roster of just under 150. So that means 15% of the roster are champions. <laughs> one in seven. <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 just it just it just doesn't make any sense, does it? So the question I'm going to ask this week is why? Why do they need so many champions that they could literally field a football match and throw in the referee as well? It's it's mind blowing. So let's start up with the name. So I mean the universal title. Where where world title makes sense because it's defended around the world so where around the universe is this belt going to be defended is Elon Musk going to take it up to Mars with him and then go and fight some kind of galactic champion no that's not going to happen <laughs> fucking rename it the only good thing to happen to that belt recently was Goldberg to beat the fiends so we never have to see that disgusting excuse for a kid's toy belt ever again I mean, say what you want about a big gold belt, but at least it looked like a World Heavyweight Championship and it made sense. Then we have the 24-7 Championship, a washed-out bastardization of an iconic concept that looked like it took less time to put together than its namesake. I'm sorry, Mauro Rollo, but the belt looks worse than Mick Foley's ear. (laughs) Then we have the tag belts, perhaps WWE's most pointless Pointless championship. And for a company that doesn't actually care about tag team wrestling, having five is ever so slightly ironic. How about we just have a unification tournament? So we have one tag team champion, so they might actually get some screen time. Mm-hmm. Then we have the cruiserweight belt. A belt that's been passed around more shows than big shows done heel, heel turns. And now I'm now not sure if it's on Raw, 205 Live, NXT. Is it even considered canon anymore? <laughs> They've even managed to ruin NXT's t- titles and turn them into a big bland, Bland pile of mess ever since Austin Creed's little unsavoury antics on them. (laughs) We've we've all heard that Vince likes his championships to feel prestigious, like how he insists that they have the word title or championship. But a little bit of poor booking and some pre-marked design standards makes these things look more like like toys than belts. (laughs) So if WWE, you insist on having this many belts, then buck up, burn it down, and whoever made those UK belts, redesign the lot and fucking use them properly. (laughs)
1: right it's time to get up to date on what's been happening right if you're sitting about the house you've got nothing to do you want a wrestling daft t-shirt all you have to do is go on to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft and you can take a pick from our wide range of t-shirts we've got all the designs from all the catchphrases from the shows i'm gonna take a bump for you chips cheese and dormant chips cheese and donor meat and uh, margaret is the fiend uh, which and we've got our favorites at the show of course which is i'm a mark that's our personal favorite here at the show and a lot of people are even asking and um, we've got one currently going into design production i'm a wrestler tay after grado's encounter with a uh, goldberg which he said i'm a wrestler tay uh, so that's going into production so you'll get that UK forward slash wrestling daft Very very soon. If you do that by a t shirt, please send us a pick on social media so we can stick you in the hall of fame. Our current listener of the week, um, off the back of our victory, Westy went out and bought herself a very own chips, cheese, and donor meat in a lovely sporting green and white. I wonder what team she supports. Uh so West horrified. <laughs> Chips, cheese, and daughter meat t-shirt, you can get one too. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. <laughs> so every week we look at the, the good and the bad from the big wrestling shows and a feature we do called Buddy or Put Over. Two buddies from each shows, two putovers from each shows, and a match of the night. Uh, and this week we're joined by one of our wrestling daft patrons and fellow Mark. Welcome to the show, Paul Fivey. Hello, how are you? Great, great to have you on board, mate. Um, Via Skype as well in this world of social distancing.
4: Yep, absolutely. Completely arm's length here. Two (laughs) metres, definitely.
1: Uh, Paul, before we get into it, you must find out what your wrestling credentials are before you get you on this show. What are they?
4: Uh, I suppose the thing I could probably say most about my wrestling credentials is I'm the one that introduced Grado to Michelle McManus.
2: Wow. I was... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you
4: I'm, I'm the I'm, I'm the one who set up the whole thing with Michelle doing his theme tune at the first Shug's house uh, house party. For ICW. Really? How
1: did that yeah. how did that come about? How did that
4: come about? Uh Michelle was good friends with my wife and tried to sort of make out that she was a big wrestling fan for a while and it's like, yeah, I'm not sure if I believe you. So I showed her a bit of ICW and particularly Grado and I was like, you know, two, of you could could be quite good together Because it's the same sort of Same sort of background Same sort of appeal I think And I just sort of said You know Why don't you You know Would you not mind Sort of doing a Wrestlemania style thing And sing his theme tune go to the ring And she sort of looked at me And ah, I suppose And so I just Reached out to Grado on Twitter And set it up
1: Brilliant that, That's going uh, to mean,
2: that,
1: By the way He's got better credentials Than any of us
2: nice. <laughs> uh, So John Next week you're going to be Replaced as the host Alright <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, unfortunately, Paul, as a guest, Mark, you've been landed with SmackDown, but we'll get to you in a minute. Let's kick off with the Wednesday Night Wars. And, Alex, you had an absolute belter with this week's AEW.
2: I think I was the only one who's going to have anything interesting to talk about, really, here, aren't I? Uh, so it was their first empty arena show. And unlike WWE, they actually went to an arena instead of just a performance center and managed to shoehorn a little bit of atmosphere in there by having like a couple of the wrestlers just hang around the ring. So you had like MGF and Sean Spears just standing there gambling on the matches. You had a little spot between Colt Cabana and, um, and who was it again? And somebody. And uh, you even had Sammy Guevara singing at uh, Chris Jericho's entrance. So they could have made up for the crowd in their own little way. Um, But so I'm going to I'm going to start by putting over that something that is not the dark order, because that's what everyone assumed everyone was going to put over this week. I'm going to put over the Jake the Snake Roberts and Lance Archer vignette because I thought it was great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool.
2: Because we're now in the world of social distancing, we've all had plenty of time to consume podcasts. So I think Matt Hardy was saying on and it was Chris Jericho who was saying on his podcast that they filmed that at Darby Allens house so um, why Darby has quite such a house in that array I'm not quite sure but uh, I thought they produced that really well and the vignette's been a bit of a lost art in wrestling recently yeah 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 can't remember the last time someone was introduced through one and I just thought it was kind of spot on and the other thing I'm going to put over is the debut of Vanguard 1
0: on the allowed- <laughs> because
2: because there was no one there, or else the drone wouldn't have been allowed in. So it's it's kind of a two for one. Um, and surprisingly, I'm going to do the old flip flop and bury part of that. So I'm actually going to marry the fact that I didn't really like my Hardy's debut. I I, just I don't do- yeah. Sorry.
1: I get that. I get that totally.
2: Like I like the whole drone bit. I like the suspense, but I don't understand why they didn't let him talk.
1: I, I totally get that it was I, was I felt it was really awkward and the camera stood on him remained on him too long there at the end as well it, it, there's only so much facials the boy can do
2: yeah exactly <laughs> and I know he's been talking a lot and free the delete and stuff but he could have truly recycled some of that and they could have given him a mic or something like that but yeah. I did like the booking that led up to him and I liked the way they managed to kind of swerve everyone a little bit who assumed it would be Matt yeah
1: yeah and uh, what
2: else are you worrying? I'm going to go back to the AEW backroom staff and I'm gonna bury Brody Lee's fucking tailor because it's <laughs> right right. Let, let, let's break it down. First of all, that white jacket, that white jacket was 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 just horrible and it just doesn't suit the dark order at all. Then he takes it off and he has perhaps the single worst pair of wrestling trousers I've ever seen a man wear. Like the things were so baggy he couldn't even move around properly. It just it just looked weird. So somebody please Goni go and sort that out. Uh, match of the night match of the night see I really like Lucha, the Lucha Brothers versus the best friends and John's just yeah. appeared behind him and uh, especially the wee spot with the best friends and their little elbow bump not quite being able to give the people what they want but giving them the best they can
1: get that I get that well I guess uh, Finlay go away Finlay I'm recording a podcast
2: <laughs> you have to leave that in as well
1: <laughs> I, I told you this would happen uh, right, I'm gonna go for. I was uh, NXT now. NXT was a bit strange this week. Obviously, it was just uh you talk about the the lost art of the vignette. They went to town on the vignettes this
2: week. <laughs>
1: uh, the, it was just a series of documentaries. So we had one on Gargano and Shampa. We had one on Ripway, uh, and we had the other one on. Oh my God, I can't even remember someone remind me what else there was three of them oh God. it's
3: all i remember is literally gargano champa because it took up almost the i skipped
1: time. i really enjoyed the, the champa gargano one. i have to say because it just shows you i mean i think it will go down probably in you know wwe has one of the top rivalries in in the we uh, there's not many i can remember in the last certainly Ten years that have you know been up to that standard of rivalries. Maybe you could argue Orton Cena potentially, but I don't know.
3: I think it's um, it's like one step above Kevin one Sami Zayn. I think it's took that up yeah. kind of a notch.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I like really, I keep harping on about. It. I really hope it ends to a hell a hell in the cell uh, between the two of them. I think that's the way, the only way to end it. Um, so, Would, you
2: yeah. it you? Would you do it Do in a closed arena though. <laughs>
1: no I wouldn't no I've got to no absolutely not absolutely not so um I moved on to NXT UK I thought I need to have something to talk about on the on this section of the show so I sat down and I watched NXT UK and I don't normally do and I have to say I thoroughly bloody enjoyed it the Scottish guys are doing so well there you know we're all biased up here but they, they st- I think they stand out above everybody else is it just me or that th- thinks that
3: no, I, I 100% think that I think I said to you as well when I went down to NXT UK takeover Blackpool too. the one that uh, takeaway I took was like Gallus were just incredible and obviously <laughs> Kayleigh Ray and Piper <laughs> and Evan as well um, and I think you should put over Alex's cat I, I think that just
1: else Alex's, Alex's cat's, cat uh, Alex's cat has <laughs> just turned up in front of the camera for people to listen to this on the podcast I <laughs> we uh, uh,
2: should have released a video version
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I I think that I thought the the, the Noam Dar promo that he cut um, with uh, Akid was yeah. real, just brilliant. Noam, just really really good. And I think um, Gallus just looked brilliant on it. See, he's a three man team, and the, the what they do is a three man team. You've got to put them up there as what, one of the best, you know, factions in in the business in the in the, in the WWE today. I think.
3: I absolutely love them, man. I, I said that. Like I think, um, take over Blackpool too. I, I think I'd have loved if Joe Coffey became champion. Obviously, uh, but they just looked like stars for the full thing. And even in the media yeah. thing before it, they were the standout for me. I, again, I might be biased because I'm Glaswegian, but they were the standout for me. And I yeah. just think they are incredible. Even the little things, like they don't call, call themselves a faction; they call themselves a firm and stuff like that. I,
2: I just yeah. The one thing I will say is I didn't like their kind of pre-promo at TakeOver Blackpool. To me, they felt a little bit bland when they were just in that kind of pool hall. That was, that, that's the weakest I've seen them. But apart from that, I completely agree.
1: So that, 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 that's that been pretty much my putovers, basically putting over the Scottish. Uh, Kayleigh Ray and uh, Piper as well, where they're going on a feud, which will be great as well. Uh, on to the buddies. Um, Ridge Holland. Now, is everyone aware of Ridge Holland? Yes. Yeah cheeky blinders style gimmick big lad he looks like a bear he looks like someone that vince would love but oh my god was that boy green uh <laughs> really like there was you could watch it and just went oh that wasn't meant to happen oh that didn't look good so i think he needs a bit of work he looks like a, i tell you what he looks like a beast but i think he needs a wee bit of work on that and this is the first time I've really seen Flash Morgan Webster. Now, I don't think he's always had this gimmick, but the modfather gimmick.
2: Modfather. Oh, he has had that gimmick since uh, oh. his first debut. Well, I've only known of him since he first debuted in NXT UK, and he was the modfather. Edge,
3: one I, thing I can say, Edge has said that Flash Morgan Webster's his favourite NXT UK guy.
2: Really? Yeah, that's,
3: Edge was the, that's the one guy he, he picked out. I, I, I would disagree
2: also, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, maybe it is. But I, just, I think I, I think, just, think because it's our, because it's, it's NHT UK, we just factionize with everyone from our own country, so, I, you know. Maybe, maybe it is, the Welsh slash Morgan Webster, but we don't because he's not as Scottish.
1: I just, I just didn't get a gimmick. It was, it was the same with the uh, Ridge Holland as well. Actually, he had this kind of PK binder style gimmick, you know, the long coat, the the hat, you know, carrying a club. It's just like let's look for British stereotype things and let's just <laughs> pull something a gimmick in, in, in NXT UK. That's why the, the mod far thing didn't get didn't get uh, but ah yeah the the, the, the six man uh, tag at the end was was brilliant. Um so that's my match tonight. Uh, let's move on to SmackDown then, Paul. You're still with us. Um let's get your buddies and put-overs, my friend. Uh,
4: I, th- I think the first thing you've got to bury is a contract signing. They're has anything interesting ever happened at a contract signing? No. They're, well, they're
1: shite. who was signing the contract on SmackDown this week?
4: Oh, so the contract was between Goldberg and Roman Reigns, who, I mean, let's face it, Gold, Goldberg's only really got charisma when he's smashing somebody's head in. And it really <laughs> was pretty poor. You know, it was it was just dull, the same way these things always are. It always ends in a sort of face-off. The only thing it had going for it was the fact it didn't end up in that pathetic little tug-of-war that we had between Roman and Roman. <laughs> the other year.
2: It wasn't quite as bad as that. <laughs> uh, Do you
4: know what they
2: should have had instead? They should have had a conference where they explained why it was Roman who got the title shot against him at WrestleMania because that's not been explained yet and it would have made more sense. One other
3: thing on the <laughs> contract signings. Last week, they had a contract signing between AJ Styles and Undertaker, and then they've now changed the stipulation. But I'm like, the contract yep. was already void because you stuffed the contract in Carol Anderson's mouth as well. So it's <laughs> not as if you can file that paperwork. But you know, you, know you need a I whole mean, contract.
4: <laughs> we just waited a few days for it to come out. Who knows?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the other thing you're burying, my friend? Uh, the other
4: thing to bury is going to be. I don't understand why, if there's no fans there, you've got people working as though there, there are fans there. And the specific, absolute worst for it was Otis in the heavy, in the heavy machinery match um, against Miz and John Morrison. He's constantly playing to the crowd. It's like there's nobody there. Who are you trying to pump up? Who, what are you doing? It doesn't make any
1: sense. Yeah, yeah I think that's why the AEW you know, having the wrestlers in for the AW crowd and having Aye. just that noise actually worked, you know?
2: And yeah, actually matches it. on the card.
1: Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah, I, I, I appreciate they're having to try and do different things and, and that's fine. And to be honest, one of the things I'm going to put over in a minute is the, one of the slightly different things they did try and do. But I do think just going out and, and trying to do what you were doing before in the exact same way as you were doing it before, it, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, yeah, get that tone.
3: It looks like a WWE 2K20 glitch to me, I think.
1: And what are you putting over then, my friend?
4: Uh, I have to say, one of the one of the things that sort of, it was a wee bit of a dull thing, watch, but one of the things that I did notice and I would like to put over, it's very, very subtle, but I didn't, I never picked up on before the fact that it's the Fink's voice that announces the Miz and Morrison's uh, little talk show gimmick. Oh, was uh, it? Oh, was I, I, I was like oh that's quite good And then the fact And I'd probably put over the fact as well That when they were doing the impressions of the Usos In the New Day they didn't use blackface I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely compliment the message on Morrison on that one Because it was a, a, a part of me thought Oh that could go a bit funny but no, <laughs> really, I I, And I'd also put over the fact They just happened to have a couple of baking costumes Lying around the performance centre Because I'm <laughs> assuming they sent somebody out Randomly shopping <laughs> um am not entirely sure what happened with that I don't know it's good that they're trying different things I thought the way they did that that whole talk show segment with the bits in the audience and what have you was actually quite good and the Miz and John Morrison were fairly entertaining so I guess I would put that over and, and then match of the night on paper Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan versus Cesaro and Nakamura is a great match and it, it did deliver um, I think those guys have developed a style of wrestling that really works quite well without a crowd, and I don't think they needed it. You had Sami Zayn screaming his head off in commentary just to provide a little bit of, of ambience, but actually it was a damn good match, and it really suited what they were trying to do.
1: Cool, cool. Uh, thank you very much for that, Paul. Um, I, I've not seen that. I, that. That match sounds like it should be absolute dynamite, and I bet it would be in front of a live audience, but I guess...
2: Well, what to do, John, is just know. get your kids around the TV and just uh, have them scream and shout for your ambience.
1: <laughs> it's a great exactly. idea. Uh, Gary, let's move on to Raw then. Um, burries and putovers from this week.
3: Yep, so the burries, I was actually going to bury something that I'm surprised Paul didn't bury, and it was Gronk. Uh, the replay of Gronk. I never need to see any <laughs> Gronk, Gronk stuff. Fuck Gronk! Just <laughs> I'm going to yet again, disqualify replays for my buddies and put overs, because I feel like it's not really fair to do it. Um, so, my birry is having an enhancement match. It uh, makes no sense. Like, uh, Alistair Black looked like a star. The, the enhancement talent looked like a star. But it's no needed. this close to WrestleMania. Surely you've got other talents you can get there. Like, I've said that last week there had a lot of talents there that they didn't use. It's the same this week, because i are recording a lot of stuff over the next few days. There, there were talents there, but they used an enhancement talent. Um, the other bury... And this kind of goes into one of my, my putovers, but I need to bury the referee from the tag team match. Because I don't know if any of you have seen what happened, but Andrade caught uh, Cedric Alexander flush with a pretty, uh, pretty bad reverse elbow. And... Cedric definitely got hurt during it and, and kind of, he fell, he tried to kind of crawl away, you could tell he wasn't quite where he, where he thought he was, and uh, Andrade just pulled him over, covered him, said, I think he knew that was game over, the referee counted the three, but really slowly counted the third count, and then looked at Cedric, counted the three, and then realised something was wrong, counted a four count, and then called for the bell, and then <laughs> Cedric count, kicked out at like the four count. It was the most weird thing ever. Um, and again, like, I do sympathise with the referee, because you know he's, he's not been, he, he knew what was going to happen. He knew that wasn't the end of the match, and I think he's hesitated. I don't know what I'd do in that situation, but referees are obviously meant to just call it as they see it. Um, yeah. and, you know, it was a three count, but it was just awkward. However, that goes into one of my putovers, because everything apart from that in that match was absolutely incredible. It made me forget there wasn't a crowd there, much like a lot of the, the, the Daniel Bryan stuff on SmackDown has, just because the match was incredible. Two teams that are thrown together, it was Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. I believe Cedric Alexander was a late replacement for Rey Mysterio, because we've now found that Rey Mysterio is in quarantine, um, but I believe that he was a late replacement. They had a lot of tag team moves, um, and so did Garza and Andrade, and... The they're, they're no tag teams, like the people who haven't really worked together that much, but they put together an incredible tag team match. Um, and the other put over, like it was said before, I think Paul said that with trying something different always needs to be appreciated. On Raw, they changed the hard cam. They had the hard cam facing the stage, so that behind, from the very first segment, it was Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, and behind them, what you could see was the ramp and the stage, and they put extra screens in either side of the stage and then put extra lighting fixtures in where the, the old hard cam would be and behind where the old hard cam would be so they just made it look like there wasn't like, no, there wasn't a crowd but it made it look like you yeah. know they had empty chairs everywhere last couple of weeks they didn't have the empty chairs in shot at all and it just looked brilliant which again yeah. was what AEW did um, and what Ring of Honor have been doing for a long time but that I, I just thought it added so much to the actual show
1: that's interesting. And I take it match tonight is the tag match then?
3: 100% match tonight has to be the tag match. There was another tag match on the show and then there was the Alistair Black squash match. But apart from that, you know, if I could have put in the replay, I would have put in the Triple Threat match between Cena, Lesnar and Rollins. But the tag <laughs> match was incredible. So I'm putting that in. It has to be.
1: Uh, Paul, listen, thank you very much for being on Mark this week, mate. No
4: worries. It was a
1: pleasure. Cheers, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Uh, remember you can get your buddies and put overs in for Rab and Grado for this week's Wrestling Daft you can do that on our Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast and it's just Wrestling Daft on Facebook Alright, it's time to get up to date on what's been happening in the wrestling world with Gary Cassidy, and we're going to kick off with all the Wrestlemania goings on.
3: Yeah, so obviously a lot of news regarding Wrestlemania. I mentioned it earlier, um, just after the 2 day announcement, I got sent a little DM saying that it was going to emanate from multiple locations. The first we've seen of that um, was last night with Undertaker and AJ Styles, apparently going to take place in a boneyard match. Yeah. Um,
2: what Simba. even is that? Yeah, yeah. Saying, do we know what I that only is? I'm going to
3: assume it's a graveyard match. The first thing I thought was that scene in the Lion King that's got all the
2: bones covered <laughs> over them. Um, so what is it's, the it's, it's Undertaker's scar in this analogy?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, it's a run Man. from Simba.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, so I think um, I think that one's actually going to take place. And they've got a a 3D green screen um, thing. And I can't remember if it's in the performance center or if it's in the okay. Stanford, but they've got okay, that yeah. somewhere.
2: They're going to ruin WrestleMania if they keep insisting on the screen. <laughs> because the people who do the CD graphics at WWE are horrific as we see every pay-per-view. So please, no more. Just stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so apart from
3: that, um, the other two things that are heavily rumoured is um, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley apparently might be taking place for full sale, um, which would kind of make sense given the fact that as the NXT Women's Championship we're fighting for. Another one, which is probably the most obvious one, is people think that The Fiend versus John Cena might take place somewhere in a gimmick match, probably the Firefly Funhouse, or maybe like a House of Horrors type match. Um, you never know. Um, but that that's the kind of multiple locations thing. Again, they're recording WrestleMania this week, apparently, so we might find out more about that. I kind of hope we don't. I'd rather it was kept as a surprise. That's, what, three of the matches we've just mentioned there. There's a hell of a lot more. Um, the, uh, WWE just added one today, which was the the heavily rumoured Baron Corbin match, which um, Gronk advocated for because they couldn't make a match on SmackDown. Two get added last night. There's a reason behind one of them. So one of them is Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley. And we're going to try and give you a reason for that one. Uh, the, the one that I know the reason for is the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, so this is for two reasons. Essentially, the, the Street Profits were meant to be taken on Authors of Pain, but one of them's injured. Um, so that's just out the window. There's no way they're competing. And of course, Rey Mysterio was meant to be involved, probably in a championship match with Andrade for the United States Championship, but he's now quarantined, as is Dana Brooke, who was in the six-pack challenge. that's now a five-way uh, fatal five-way elimination match. That one is for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's Bailey, Sasha Banks, Lacey Evans, and Naomi, and Tamina. Um, yep, Could it no, not have been Tamina that needs
2: to be quarantined instead <laughs> of Dana Brooke? At least Dana Brooke <laughs> well, again, can do a rough cool somersault in her entrance. What can Tamina do?
3: <laughs> again, everyone was asking why Carmella's not in that match. She is also in self-isolation with Corey Graves which is why he's not been on television um, but apart from that there's the obvious ones that we know there's <laughs> Brock Lesnar <laughs> the...
4: <laughs>
3: I just want to point out that Alex is doing some kind of victory dance right now and uh, also making gestures as to what um, Carmela and Corey Graves might I be would doing
1: ma- while self-isolating I wouldn't be in self-isolation with uh, Carmela. i tell you that but... let's
2: just say Carmella's going to be off in nine months time <laughs>
3: Yeah, The other matches, um, we've kind of mentioned most of them throughout the podcast. Uh, You've got the WWE Championship match between Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre. Um, I'll go into my fantasy booking on that in a wee while. Uh, We've got Goldberg defending the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. We've got Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. That one is rumoured to be main event in one of the nights now. We'll see if that happens. Yeah, obviously I mentioned that we had it playing Charlotte Flair. You've got The Fiend and John Cena. You've got Undertaker on AJ Styles. The one that just got made official last night, but we all knew it was happening anyway, is Randy Orton versus Edge in our last man standing match. Um, you've got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. You've got all the other ones that I mentioned, uh, which I've just went to read them, but it's all the ones I've just mentioned. So that is your whack, as long as other stuff doesn't get added in the next few days,
2: which I probably So Mike, at least we've uh, comp- over two days now.
1: I know, Mike count. There's counting 12 matches, I think we've got on the card. Yeah,
3: I think roughly about that. I think that looks about right.
2: Yeah. Ah, yeah I was, 12, 13, two three-hour shows, twelve like half an hour a match, roughly. Yeah. And you can take all the segments and stuff in between. That actually works out quite nicely.
1: I'm I'm surprised they've not. I I mean I know you think it'll. Be, I mean it might be Becky versus a headline, but I thought they would have went for the obvious Brock and Drew one night and Goldberg Roman the next.
3: That's what I thought um, The one thing I thought Could throw a spanner In the works there Was I thought They might put Orton edge on um, Because I think Putting Roman Goldberg On after something Like Orton the edge Would be I would always say disastrous, 'cause Because there's no crowd there to boo it So, uh, so it's just, Yeah well, that's be wrong that's true But yeah yeah, That was the, the weird one I thought When I seen that Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler Were, were possibly rumoured To be main event In one of a night. So I don't have a problem with it. I mean Becky Lynch Obviously is already Main evented I mean and had um, and it is kind of one of the few things that have got, like, a proper storyline behind it. True. Yeah, I, I yeah. guess I, I guess we'll see. I, I kind of, I hope that if uh, Drew McIntyre wins, then he made events. But if he does not, then, ah, it yeah, <laughs> put it <right>.
1: else. Put it whatever. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, Matt Hardy obviously joined AEW officially. Um, but I believe there's a cause in his contract that allows him to work elsewhere.
3: Yeah, so we've already seen this where um, obviously Chris Jericho and John Moxley have both worked in New Japan. Um, again, you, maybe Lance Archer might be continuing to work in New Japan, so it's not something that's uncommon. Um, Jeff Cobb as well, of course, um, he's, he's not exclusive to AEW. Matt Hardy um, was doing a week q and on Twitter and he got asked, or, uh, didn't he? Like, asked someone said, I would have loved to have seen you in New Japan. And he kind of said, well, I'd love to do it and I still can do it. My contract allows it. Um, So I kind of put some feelers out there live on Twitter. Uh, Let's see if New Japan get back to him, but I would absolutely love it. I think he said that um, the the one time he would love to compete there was at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Matt, Matt Hardy's a big enough draw that of course everybody would love to see that. So yeah, I guess we'll see if it happens.
1: Look at Alex's little face light up. <laughs> Look at him go! It <laughs> is new Japan wrestling. Um, and I think a- you'll find
2: w- this is actually a Dragon Gate show, John. Sorry,
1: sorry. <laughs> uh, and uh, AEW is set to be uh, basically it looks like it's going to be closed doors until May.
3: Yeah, so I kind of mentioned it there. With um, WWE, they're recording a, a hell of a lot this week in terms of our future programming, not just WrestleMania. AEW already did a lot of that. Um, Oddly, they're actually doing a double uh, showing of Dark tonight. They're doing a, a double-length version of it, but they've apparently recorded a lot of shows. Um, this week's one, pretty excitingly, is going to have Cody Rhodes on commentary, um, maybe taking a leaf out of Triple H's book last week. But apparently they have an awful lot in the can from what they recorded last week after uh, after Dynamite, which I think is why I've kind of put out that... Um, we didn't really know when the next episode was going to be because they kept saying, whenever we see you again, we'll see you next yeah. time. They, they never mentioned that it was live next week. Yeah, it was so next time, the
2: wasn't it? Not next week.
3: Yeah, they kept. Um, they were kind of clever in the way they, they, they went about how they addressed future programming. From what we now know, it looks like they'll be putting on pre-recorded shows for the next while, which is probably yeah. a smart idea because you don't know what will happen if i going to walk down the same way we have. then. Yeah, you're as well having this stuff in the can.
1: Yeah, and it also also means you know we're getting to still watch wrestling, and we get to see Alex's cat again in front of the <laughs> webcam. <laughs> she just knows
2: when there's a nice keyboard to walk on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, thank goodness for wrestling because there's nothing else to watch at the moment. Do you think AEW yeah, will continue with having the wrestlers in in the seats in the crowd?
2: I think they do. It's
3: an odd one. Yeah, they, see. I said it last week where there's a couple of issues that throws up. They got away with like the journalistic integrity thing that I mentioned because, I mean, they all portrayed their characters perfectly. Um, they, they were all perfectly in character throughout. The one thing is, um, or two wee issues, they were sat kind of close to each other for Malaykin given the social distancing thing. And also, they had some people that were uh, quite close to the age um, restriction there. That was another wee note. Jerry Lawler was off raw this week for that reason. Um, you had Jake the Snake Roberts and, and
2: stuff sitting. Jim Ross. Sitting maybe, on. maybe that's why Cody's going on commentary next I, week because both both Jim and Tony, you'd think, would be would be at risk. Really, mean <laughs> probably even yeah. Taz by this stage. Yeah,
3: so I, I think that's probably why. So yeah, I think we will see some changes again because it was pre recorded. Those folk were on in the building. We know they were in the building, but uh, I guess we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see if the commentary is going to be live or if they have overdubbed it um, that's why oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah
1: I guess we'll see thanks for the news this week Gary no oh, thank you right so in the wrestling game it's all about the money Dusty Rhodes always used to say that so we've launched a Patreon service if you don't know it's a subscription service where we give you lots of extra content from Wrestling Daft. Shout out to all our new patrons who have jumped on board recently Neil Gow, Lewis Young, Matthew Hegarty, Craig Murchie, and Venetian Joe which i quite like uh so we've set up three tiers for you to get involved with patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft tier one and alex won't have his a uh, calculator out to to do the maths on this this week but cruiserweight champion is four dollars a month on that you'll get Patreon only chat community you get ad free versions of all the episodes full on edited versions and you also uh, plus- get
2: john's last roll of toilet roll
1: no you will not <laughs> win that I- <laughs> You also get bonus content from the show up there just now. You can see pictures of Grado with Ronda Rousey. No, it was not a rib on Wrestling Daft. Grado actually met Ronda Rousey, and it looks like they had a hell of a good night. Very strange, but as Grado said, she really liked me. And actually in the picture... (laughs) and the pictures you'll actually see that she really did Um, so check that out by joining up tier 1 you also get to vote on the list of Wrestling Daft each week uh, which this week looks like it's going to be Undertaker's favorite best moments so boys have a think about that and um, we'll ask you at the end of the program uh, tier two intercontinental champion ten dollars a month get everything in tier one but you also get a video version of the podcast each week and a bonus episode once a month now this month we're going to be doing a wrestlemania preview show uh, i'm hoping to set up a marks versus Grado and rab kind of tag team belt but we'll wait and see uh, how the diaries go on that one But that said, we're going to be doing that next week. Uh, Tier 3, World Heavyweight Champion, $20 a month. You'll get free tickets for our live events. Obviously, at the moment, there is no scheduled live events. But as soon as we get the the go-ahead and the green light, we'll have those announced very soon. So you'll get free tickets for every live event and you'll get a free Wrestling Daft T-shirt with a design of your choice if you sign up for a minimum of three months. So that is... Plus, you do get the chance to come on this show as a mark as well, which you heard Paul earlier on. Obviously, that's the big star thing. Um, So if you fancy becoming a patron, we'd love to have you and sign you up to the roster. Patreon.com forward slash (laughs) Wrestling Daft. Aye... it's a bit of a shame at the moment because Fantasy Booking Island, only Gary's allowed to go over to it because of self-isolation. So Gary, jump on that boat, get yourself over to Fantasy Booking Island right now and, you know, uh, there's no bog roll over there by the way at the moment, so just watch yourself uh, and there's, there's only a couple of <laughs> tits of beans left in Fantasy Booking Island. So get yourself on that boat, get over there and tell us what you fancy booking this week.
3: So yeah, obviously we're on quite a low place right now, so I'm gonna start it in a low place and then hopefully take us to somewhere that is everyone's fantasy island, um, maybe it just through my book and You're probably all gonna shut it down, but we'll see how it goes anyway. I said, I believe I said last week that um, Drew McIntyre, I'd have no problem with him losing at Wrestlemania um, if it leads to him winning the WWE Championship in front of a crowd somewhere down the line. So... Let us book that and slightly beyond that uh, and, and see how it goes. But yeah, obviously he's competing at WrestleMania. That's the, the, the last point of the current Drew McIntyre trajectory that's scheduled. So we're going to say Drew McIntyre goes up against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. We won't do a squash match, that's a wee bit harsh, but we'll just say Brock Lesnar wins pretty emphatically. Drew McIntyre comes out of that realising that maybe he's been a wee bit too upbeat. pandered to the crowd a little bit too much. He doesn't turn heel, but it he goes into that grey area where he's a bit more of a badass. He kind of wants to, to just beat up people, tear through the roster. He does that, gets his rematch against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam in front of a massive crowd and a massive arena. He wins the WWE Championship at SummerSlam and becomes the first ever British WWE Champion. From then on, we move Brock Lesnar to SmackDown to boost ratings. And then we have the next challenger, the next proper challenger for Drew McIntyre, is Royal Rumble winner Alistair Black. And Alistair Black, we'll see, is still pretty much undefeated at this moment. Um, he's still going on his tear, he's still doing absolutely brilliantly. And we're building all the way to WrestleMania next year, where we have Alistair Black versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre essentially turns heel during WrestleMania. To beat Alistair Black very unfairly. That leads to Aleister Black disappearing. He goes to Smackdown. Where him and Brock Lesnar go into a programme. Going into SummerSlam. But that's not the main part of it. The main part of it is. In that little middle bit. Maybe the night after say Money in the Bank. If that is still the in between pay per view. We get the announcement. That SummerSlam next year. On the anniversary. The 30th anniversary of it is going to be in the UK at Wembley. And Drew McIntyre will be celebrating one year as WWE Champion by defending his championship at SummerSlam. He's the first ever British Champion to walk in to a major pay-per-view. Oh, sorry, it wouldn't be the first one, because they've done it already at WrestleMania. But he's the first one to walk into a pay-per-view in the UK as Champion. And his opponent, William Regal, comes out and announces, your opponent your opponent, sorry, is this man. It's a returning Neville. It's not Pac, the W It is Neville, but he's back, and he's better than ever. Drew McIntyre's like, oh, that's fine. He's a tiny guy. Who cares about Neville? I can beat him with my eyes closed. Oh, that's not all. I've got some more news for you, William Regal says. And over the Titantron, over the PA we hear, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's a triple <laughs> bet in Wembley. First ever UK pay-per-view that WWE put on we have the WWE championship being defended by the Scottish Drew McIntyre against Neville from Newcastle and the other Englishman bad news banner. And that's it. <laughs> that's as far as I went.
1: <laughs> Alex, I'm to come to you first on this one.
2: <laughs> Wait you see I really like it, but there's this one big sticking point for me and that I can't I can't have Neville anywhere near WWE <laughs> again. <laughs> I just, I just can't allow it. It's, it's, it's not, it's not unacceptable. It's, it's, it's stopping me want to book it, to be honest. If you, if you swap them out for like, you should put some Welsh in there. Swap them out for Flash Morgan Webster or something. I,
1: I said, I like where you go. I like this full program that you book, Gary. But I have to say, I, I can't, I can't book it. I can't book it. I can't book it because I can't. You know, I like the idea, but I just can't have bad news. We'd <laughs> Wade Barrett!
2: Yeah, you needed, you needed parts, to be in two different parts! I'm not an
1: for us to be in WorldSightControgram! Oh,
2: you just oh took man! Oh. I tried my best, I tried
3: my best!
2: <laughs> I mean, you, could, you <laughs> could've you could used, boat used that year, it. you should've used that you to build up Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate, and then there was your three de- three-way three way.
1: Ah, I could've booked, I would've went on board with that!
3: I was about
1: to say if only there was another person to the UK that would have been a viable contender, but I had a year to book them up. Why do <laughs> <not do it? laughs> I, I actually thought you were going to go for until suddenly William Regal goes and then suddenly here life is a mystery. <laughs> Man, I thought it was I going to to be
2: actually Regal. I'd have been
1: up for that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right,
0: let's, uh, let's switch it to Ibrook Stadium and we'll have uh, Grego versus McIntyre for another <laughs> wee
1: challenge with Ibrook. There we go. <laughs> now it's time to welcome on to the 10 count one of the UK's most promising young stars. It's the prodigy, Leighton Buzzard. First wrestling match you watched!
0: Undertaker vs. Undisclosed Opponent I don't remember who it was Best
1: match you've wrestled in
0: Uh, Leighton Buzzard versus Liam Thompson Gonzo 1 Favourite opponents Kez Evans Favourite wrestler of all time Chris Jericho Favourite tag team Two-man power trip Favourite finishing move Steiner Screwdriver Favorite promo of all time. Either Roddy Piper coming back to Nitro, um, or CM Punk pipe bomb. Favorite entrance theme. Oof. Oh, it's gotta be. I'm gonna rapid fire a couple. DX, Triple H the Triple H the game, or uh, just so he brings me back on the show. Grado like a prayer. Favorite pay per view. Uh, because I've seen it over a hundred times. My mum got it for me on DVD and it was the only bit of wrestling memorabilia I had, WrestleMania 24, which we mentioned earlier on. Favourite match of all time? Uh, Of all time. It's got to be Hogan Rock.
1: Okay, that's it for another Wrestling Daft, albeit uh, appearances from children and cats. Um, The Wrestling Daft marks... It's not the same quality as you would expect, but we are trying our best to get the content to you. My big thanks, as always, to Big Alex.
2: Thank you. And his
1: cat. Don't forget the cat. And and Gary, who's sat and necked about two beers since we've done (laughs) this podcast.
3: (laughs) And thank you. And I actually forgot that I had one honorary put over because friend of wrestling, Daft Goshi, it's his birthday today.
1: Oh, gosh, he's he's
3: twenty. Yeah, he's having to stay in, obviously, on his birthday. I meant to put that in my putovers, but hopefully he's listened
1: to the end of the show. And then, no, uh, no one that listens to Ed, end. Gary. No one listens no. <laughs> to. Uh, I suspect, gosh, he did. Uh, listen. Um, the, other, the, boys, the other
2: person we need, to, we need to put over one other fan, John. You need to put over a certain Neil who was on a couple of weeks ago. He's been he's been starving out on Twitter for a wee for a wee put over.
1: We're I'm giving him his moment. So thanks again, Neil, because he keeps tweeting us asking them to be thanked again. So thanks, Neil. <laughs> give, oh, the think, give, give the man his due. Give the man his due. I don't. Know. I'll give the man his credit. Before we go, obviously, Rab and back with the big show on Friday. Still trying to confirm guests, but. Uh, G- Gredo was trying to get uh, Martin Kirby on for that one so fingers crossed that happens and um, they'll be on Skype as well so it'll be quite interesting to see how that goes already tested with Gredo today and he's very excited because he feels is it, is
2: it safe to do a video podcast vodca- from Gredo's house I mean I, I don't
1: but he, he felt like because he was wearing a headset with a microphone he felt he said like Jerry the King Lola so it was. St- <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how that goes uh, on friday they'll be doing the list of wrestling daft, of course and this week we were asking it was between your favorite wrestlemania moment or as the undertaker it's his birthday this week your favorite undertaker moment and it was the favorite undertaker moment which uh, won it any of you boys got a favorite undertaker moment
2: i can never look past him burying paul bearer in a batch of concrete That one's hard
3: to beat. That one should have probably been um, retiring in inverted quotes uh, when he left his hat in the ring. But I'm going to go for uh, the good old crucifixion. Um, That I don't think (laughs) will be beaten, but the crucifixion has got to be up there for me.
1: We'll get you your Undertaker best moments into Rabbi though for uh, Friday's show, we'll try and get them on before we go, we always like to say sign up, subscribe, rate and review us on Apple, I've got a little review for us here boys, uh, Capitan Columbo gave us four stars for Wrestling Daft there's a minus point here great when it's Rab and Grado, however, the marks are a poor imitation <laughs> Get so
2: so, like we're now bringing down your podcast rating
1: yeah yeah so we've brought down one star we've brought it down from a five star review to a four star review so there you go so thank you very much capitan combo for your input we'll take it on board um thanks boys um stay safe everybody out there uh, make sure you get plenty of toilet roll. if you do find somewhere selling mints, please let us know
2: stop leaving your house stop stop leaving your house I hate to say this but listen to Boris guys
1: listen to
0: Boris
2: enjoy the wrestling
1: week and we'll catch up with you next week Audio Frontier